This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We're always glad to have this guy back, the former acting attorney general of the United States of America. It's Matt Whitaker. Matt, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great, Joe. Glad to be with you, my friend. Really good good to have you on. I'm going to get into, uh, can the AG tell the DOJ or to, can the AG tell the FBI to turn over an FD-1023? We'll get into all that stuff and go down the rabbit hole a little bit in a second. But today, of course, the big news is Hunter Biden's going to face the Justice Department. He's going to face going to face Lady Justice and, and, and nothing else to see here. Some, some misdemeanor gun charge, some misdemeanor... Um, uh, charge about taxes or something. No mm-hmm. jail time at all. But but he's gonna he's gonna pay the price for doing bad things. Matt, your take on what you heard today? Well, uh, two thoughts quickly. Is first of all, you know, this as far as the White House and Democrats are concerned makes this case go away. He pleads to two misdemeanor tax charges um, and uh, does uh, accept a felony plea to a gun charge, but it's a diversion uh, plea. And so essentially it's like a deferred uh, prosecution. He agrees that he won't do anything bad again and they won't, therefore these charges will be expunged. You know, this this is the quintessential two-tier system of justice. I mean, we realize now that they weren't investigating Hunter in any meaningful way. They'd had everything they needed three years ago. It was trying to manufacture a resolution uh, that has the optics of you know him actually paying a price where he actually doesn't pay a price. This is you know having been a U.S. attorney for five and a half years, there are I want to say tens of thousands of people, especially you know in our in our society, a lot of African Americans that are sitting in prison for the charges that Joe Biden that Hunter Biden. Uh, is accused of and and is going to plead guilty to. But because he's the president's son, because his last name is Biden, and because uh, this Department of Justice is completely corrupt, this is what you end up with. You know, Matt, it's so well said. And when it comes to this gun charge, which is really, really serious, we I felt like if they're going to get him on taxes because they thought that would make it all go away too. They couldn't ignore the gun charge. He wasn't allowed to have one. Um, and then uh, I guess he disposed of it in an improper way. I mean, how is this different than somebody on the street stealing a gun, doing whatever they want with it, and throwing it in a dumpster? It's not. Well, and he's also, it's its no different. And he also brandished this gun. I think that's the, the scariest thing. In the 11 days he had it, uh, he posed with it, and, you know, he brandished it. Uh, and, and the facts, uh, you know, again, Hunter Biden, all of DOJ policy, 
Uh, and all of you know the memos we send out to U.S. attorneys' offices, the memos that when I was U.S. attorney I received, all say that you cannot do this deal. Uh, I can't tell you how many defense lawyers today are shaking their head, thinking, you know, I walked into a U.S. attorney's office asking for a diversion for my client, and they told me no way in hell. Right. And so, you know, it's just this Hunter Hunter Biden's different. Uh, his, pre, his dad's president, and you know, this is this is current state of justice in America. I feel like the left media, and it's Matt Whitaker. Go and follow him at uh, Whitaker.tv. Follow him everywhere on social media. Former U.S. Uh, Attorney General. Um, I, I get the feeling that this is really going to make you know the far left, big tech, far left, big media, even Hollywood and sports say, "Hey, listen, man, leave Hunter alone now. He's not the president. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna face the music." And listen, anybody could have gotten this. Uh, do you think that, like I do, that this was only so that they now can go on MSNBC tonight for three hours and say Hunter Biden's been adjudicated? What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I also think that things that I would have never imagined doing, uh, either in the attorney general chair or as chief of staff or as a U.S. attorney, is par for the course uh, in Joe Biden's Department of Justice. You know, Merrick Garland uh, has his finger on the scale of justice. Uh, this there's a reason that the special counsel was not appointed in Hunter Biden's case. It's because. They didn't want this U.S. attorney in Delaware to go very far, to go very deep, to actually do the investigation, to look at uh, the corruption of the Biden family. But, you know, again, at some point in time, the American people are going to have to wake up. They're going to have to understand uh, that this is a slow takeover of the United States by the radical left. And what are we going to do about it? Um, you know, we're right now we're the frog and the, the, the temperature of the water is increasing. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? It's a great question. Matt Whitaker, former acting attorney general of the great uh, United States of America. Do me a favor. Just tell me the mechanisms of how it works. As the attorney general, you're the boss of the Department of Justice, but you also still answer to the president. If you were the attorney general and there was this FD-1023 that a, a source that had been a source for more than a decade had made six figures over $200,000 because this is how good he or she is at the job for the FBI. This source does it, an FD-1023, which is not a classified document outlining what the source says is a bribery scheme between an oligarch in Ukraine and Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Do you have the ability as the attorney general to tell the FBI, Christopher Ray, you're turning it over, hand it over right now. Can you do that? Absolutely. You know, the FBI is part of the DOJ and, and the attorney general can tell the FBI director to do or not do things. Uh, and then the the FBI director gets to decide whether he does them or resigns. And you know we've I've personally been involved in many of those discussions. And you know that is that's just the chain of command, and that's the way it works. You know, and that's also don't forget, Joe. And this is I think um, in the broader context of all of the things going on in the Department of Justice, the Attorney General reports to the President, right. and the White House can claim that they don't uh, uh, exercise any dominion or control. Uh, of the Department of Justice, but I can tell you, uh, people are policy, and by putting Merrick Garland in in that spot, and by putting Lisa Monaco in as the Deputy Attorney General, you know they don't have to uh, tell them what to do. They just know they're going to do their bidding. When uh, when Jack Smith came out, actually, let me finish up on the FD ten twenty three. Without giving any name sources, any secrets away, do you happen to know this person, whoever this person was who wrote it, or do you have any idea who this would would be? Well, so what it is, uh, the, the, the 1023 is the report of the interview of a confidential human source. And right. so a 
agent interviews this this source who is again paid by the FBI and the 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 contents of the report is the is, is what happened in that interview you know i think one of the frustrations of a lot of people in in modern america is that the FBI doesn't audio record their interviews uh they just the agents usually hand you know write them out and type them up uh and so it is the uh, agent who is responsible for remembering and what's in their notes and remembering what right. to put in the report um you know this the, the 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 I think the most concerning thing, as you know, Joe, is what my home state senator Chuck Grassley said, which is that there are 17 recordings, uh, including with President Biden and 15 with Hunter Biden, uh, about these this bribery scheme. And if that's true, I mean those those recordings are going to be incredibly impactful in in you know in America. And and you see what the left has done since that information came out, Matt. First, they said Comer and Grassley lost the source. They can't find the source. I had Comer on. He said, we know where the source is, and he's still cooperating. I don't know what they're talking about. And now the latest news report yesterday or the day before was they can't even say whether there really are 17 recordings. This is a game, right? This is some sort of a game where the left media just does what the left DOJ or the president wants them to do, and they will make up whatever they can and spin it as hard as they can to confuse those who are watching from from the people. I'm sure, sure you still know people at the DOJ, even on the front line. Um, they know they've got these 17 recorded. Grassley would not have said that, I don't think. And they know where the, where the source is, right? Yeah. And, and this is the interesting thing about this whole deal is how the media is willing to say that that day is night and night is day. Right. If it helps their you know preferred political party and their preferred political administration, it's you know, Joe, it's it's beyond frustrating right now, uh, and the fact that we uh, can't even ascertain what the truth is, uh, and and are told that it's not the truth isn't the truth, and I mean, it, it is a, it's it's a crazy world we live in. But you know, I think to some extent we need to rely on uh, people like Chairman Comer and you know, like I said, Senator Chuck Grassley from my home state of Iowa, uh, and and get this out. But again, it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be in a 24-hour news cycle. It's yeah. not going to be. Sometimes it's going to be in steps, and you know, I think we just have to be patient. But, you know, they're certainly on to something here. And no matter what the left wing media tries to convince us of, uh, I think we need to just see it play out. The House is threatening to take Christopher's, Christopher Ray's salary away, make his salary zero because he's not answering the contempt charges. He, he doesn't want to turn over the 1023. They, he's let them see it now, not redacted. Mm-hmm. And that's where the 17 tapes showed up. They redacted that yeah. the first time. Um, do you think that makes sense? Should they take away his salary until he acts? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think. Congress should use every lever they have. I mean, Chris Ray, unfortunately, isn't worried about his next paycheck from the FBI. He was right. a very, very successful lawyer. I think when he retired from his law firm, he got like an a million, eleven million dollar payout. So I'm not sure that that taking away his salary is going to be impactful or, or pressure him at all. I think they need to do, and I think they need to continue to use the threat of contempt charges. I think they need to use the the threat of their broader budgetary po- power to try to get the documents and the information they need from all of the executive branch, not branch, not just the FBI. Right, it makes a lot of sense. Matt Whitaker, former acting uh, U.S. Attorney General. Let's get into Jack Smith. He walked out the other day and he said something like this. I'm going to paraphrase it, but it's in context. We have one system of justice in this country, and it applies to everyone. After he laid out this 37-count indictment against Donald Trump. Of course, he says that. I'm guessing to deflect the fact that that's not true, because as you just said, with Hunter Biden, there's a two-tier system. We can get into Joe Biden's got 1,800 or 18,000 boxes, whatever it is, but he's got classified stuff, Matt, since he was a senator. 
And he only became president in 2021. He had no right to have any of it. Mike Pence had no right to have any of it. The Presidential Records Act says that Obama's 30 million documents he can have if he wants. And Bill Clinton can have a recording of classified conversations in his sock drawer. So, I mean, clearly there's a two-tiered system of justice. How do they think they're going to get away with this, trying to prosecute Trump on stuff nobody else is facing charges on? Well, and don't forget the, um, you know, Hillary Clinton's uh, private email server. I mean, yeah. You know, in all this, um, you know, the bottom line is is for the left, the the means justify the ends, and you know, all they want to do is uh, uh, make sure that Donald Trump isn't president ever again. That's really it, isn't it? it takes, that's really that's you know? it. Yeah, that's that's all they care about. Because when you know when Jack Smith stands up and says that, uh, I can see the games they're playing. I can see why they use the uh, Espionage Act and not other acts that apply to classified information. I can see why they don't mention the Presidential Records Act. I can see why they're going to fight really hard uh, to limit the legal arguments uh, that Donald Trump's defense team is going to be able to make in this case uh, to try to, you know, not allow him to fight uh, with a full, you know, with with both both hands. It's going to be um, really, uh, unfortunately, uh, the most unfair prosecution in our nation's history. And it's a lot of it's because of the high-profile nature of Donald Trump, our 45th president, but it's also because the left is using all of the power and all of the tools uh, of the Department of Justice to try to put him in prison for the rest of his life. Uh, that, I, that's a staggering comment, uh, but that's where we are right now. I've got the former chief of staff from the Department of Defense, Cash Patel, on today as well. Cash has I've told heard me, of him. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Uh, Cash Patel has told me repeatedly that Donald Trump declassified everything. Um, I, I had Mike Davis on, independent reporter. Mike is also from Iowa. You probably know Mike. Um, I know he, Mike. I, is, this the, is this Matt and all his friends on your show? It, it is. That's what we're just going to anybody. If you're from Iowa, you get to come on my program today. Um, uh, the bottom line for Mike is if the president tells somebody, take those boxes and send them to my house, that's declassifying just the action. So you're right. They came to the Presidential Records Act. The Espionage Act is interesting, though, Matt, because, and Mike and I talked about this the other day, Obama, on a mic that picked him up, said to Medvedev from Russia, Tell Vlad I'll have more leeway after I get reelected or after the after the election is over. That is highly classified, unbelievably classified information that the president is allowed to say, even if we heard him say it, that nobody else can say. The Espionage Act doesn't really apply to a president of the United States. We know because of uh, of the way it's been applied in the past. Unless Donald Trump said, hey, Iran, here's the nuclear codes. Come and buy them. That's a different thing. Do you agree with Mike and do you agree with me yeah. that because of what Obama did right then, that said, the president is immune to this. Not only that, but you know, let's let's just say it. The presidents are different, and yeah. the executive branch under Article Two of the Constitution uh, gives them certain powers, uh, and it gives it for a limited amount of time. Uh, but those powers are absolute, and the executive branch, I don't think, can pass rules to limit that executive power of the president under the Constitution. We're going to find out. We're going to find out what. The limits of presidential power, you know, classification and and national defense information. We're gonna this this case is gonna be uh, really uh, uncharted territory in our legal system. And I actually think that this is probably good for Donald Trump because you know at the end of the day, the Eleventh Circuit and the Supreme Court, I think, are going to be sympathetic to those constitutional arguments. I yeah. mean, you know, they've 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 taken this case on the whole idea of the independent legislative theory. Uh, you know, in the North Carolina. Right. Uh, case and so I mean I think I think we are going to see 
uh, where those constitutional uh, boundaries are. And, and it's going to be good, I think, for uh, future presidents. It's Matt Whitaker, former acting AG, the uh, Trump administration. You know, Alvin Bragg's case is a nothing burger in, in New York. He relates it to a federal case, and the FEC already said there's no case. This is just to take up some time and space. The case in Miami is interesting, although I think that you and I just kind of laid out how it probably uh, won't end up, you know, meaning much. Then maybe right. there's going to be a case in Georgia that he said, hey, find me 11,000 votes. But in context, he said there were two or 300,000 that should not have been counted. I just need 11,000. None of these are really cases, Matt. I guess my point is this. Are they just trying to tire him out? They're not going to run him out of money, but they're trying yeah. to run him around the country. Are they trying to tire him out? They Do they really think he's going to quit? Have they not met Donald Trump like you and I have? He's not quitting. No, he's not. I mean, he's one of the most relentless people you know I've ever been around. But he's also, uh, I think, wrongly portrayed in modern media as you know as, as a person. You know that that he has you know deep feelings and is a, a very good person, especially when you're one on one or in small groups with him. Right. You know, I, I think that this is a little bit of a death by a thousand cuts. Uh, certainly, yeah. you know, each one of these prosecutors is trying to make a name for themselves if they have. The case that you know takes him down. Uh, I think you know the one you didn't mention that is going to be very interesting as well is you know Jack Smith's January sixth investigation. Right. I mean, we saw the special committee uh, in the House that tried to tell the story, and I mean the fact that they didn't show, really demonstrate any evidence that Donald Trump had done anything right. as it related to the you know the riot that happened at the Capitol. I think tells us a lot, but you know it doesn't mean that Jack Smith's not going to use. Uh, a very aggressive uh, prosecution strategy, like we saw him do with Menendez. We saw him do it with, um, you know, senator that ran for president out of North Carolina. Uh, I can't think of was his name. Was that McDonald? No, the Virginia governor McDonald. Yeah, well, he got former... he got him. I mean, he was wrong about him, and uh, eight yeah. to nothing. The Supreme Court said he was wrong. Yet somehow he's the special counsel on Trump. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they knew exactly what they were doing when they got Jack Smith. They knew that he would use uh, very aggressive techniques and very aggressive charging decisions, uh, and that's what you saw. I mean, if you if you look at the indictment, um, you know, it's overkill, to be honest it with is. you. All you needed is one of those counts of national defense information, you know, and then again, you get the obstruction and the uh, other claims in that. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at all of this and, you know, Donald Trump's going to fight through it. I think he's going to have a good legal team that's smart enough to make the right arguments. And, you know, I, I actually believe that, you know, at the end of the day, the, the Supreme Court's going to knock most of this stuff down Agreed. because these these legal theories are, are just too aggressive, kind of like we saw in the Russian collusion hoax where, you know, what was started off as a campaign strategy by Hillary Clinton turned into a full-blown special counsel investigation. We could do two hours just on that and how nobody's paid any price for that either. Right. It's uh, Matt Whitaker, former U.S. Attorney General. Go to Whitaker.tv, Whitaker.tv. Follow him everywhere else as well. Matt, thanks a million for the knowledge and for always making time. Thank you. All right, Joe. Good to see you, my friend. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. 
Right, great to have you. We appreciate Matt coming on. Cash Patel as well. Make sure you go check out the Rumble tonight. JoePags.com. Click on Watch. You might have to do a drop-down menu. Go see all of those interviews. Plus, I'll put that call up from earlier. For Polo, for Sam, for Carrie, and Joe, we'll see you. This is the Joe Pags Show.